This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons preached by Rev. Adam Moline at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. You can find our website at goodshepherdlincoln.org, and the texts for our sermons each week follow the historic one-year lectionary. Let's listen in to today's sermon. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Dear Christians, St. Peter begins today's epistle lesson by informing us that we are exiles and sojourners here in this world. Now, being a sojourner means that this is not our home. We're here in a strange place for a little while, visiting on vacation before finally we return to our true, real home. And as Christians, we are anxious to go home, to go home to God. And the word exile, the word that's used there, translates that way. It means also that we do not belong here, that we are foreigners here in this world, because our hope and our promise and our eternity is promised somewhere else. These words are words that were familiar to the Jewish people, for Abraham was a sojourner in a foreign land. He left behind his home of Ur and Haran. He left behind his father and family and he wandered in a land that was not his own. The people of Israel were sojourners and exiles in Egypt, led there as slaves for 400 years before returning to their home. We sojourn here. We are exiles here. Now, what is the reason that we are strangers and foreigners, sojourners and exiles here in this world in which we live? Well, it's because of this. We don't belong here. We're from a different world. This world is fallen. It's broken. It's corrupted by sin. It's full of evil and wickedness and perverse nastiness. But we are Christians. Christ has died for our sins. He's set us free from our sins. We have been washed in the waters of holy baptism at the font. We eat the food of heaven from the altar sent down for us to strengthen our faith. These gifts give us forgiveness of sins. They purify us from evil. They clothe us with the robe of Christ's righteousness. They make us different from the rest of the world and all of its inhabitants. Since we're different... Since we're Christian, we are strangers and sojourners here. We don't belong. 
Because in Christ, we're different than the sinful world we live in. But we are still here, living in this fallen world. We are immersed in this world of evil and sin. Kind of like a goldfish that's been taken out of a clean fish bowl and dumped into a dirty, murky one. Over time, the world in which we're immersed seeks to seep in, to soak into our lives, to corrupt us, to lead us astray. And like that goldfish in dirty water, to kill us. Now what I mean is this, both my brother Craig and I were raised here in Lincoln. Our parents are both Nebraskans, and they taught us to speak in that normal Midwestern Nebraska accent. But after seminary, I went up to North Dakota, as Pastor Poppy always points out. And my brother Craig went down to Kentucky. And now at Christmases, when we get together, he speaks about y'all and all sorts of other southern twang things. And as Pastor Poppy never tires of pointing out, I still have at least a little bit of that there North Dakota accent. We're from here, but in our sojourning, the way of the places in which we lived changed our lives, our language, and our accents. The society in which we lived seeped even into our way of speaking. And the same is true for us as Christians, isn't it? We are Christians. We are clothed in Christ We are different. But in what land do you sojourn, dear Christian? What sort of a culture surrounds you? And what foreign mannerisms and ways of speaking and thinking creep into your life here in this sinful, fallen world? Not good things. Not always. In fact, living as Christians in a broken, fallen world is a much more serious problem than a Midwesterner saying, Oh. For here, it's sin that seeks to creep into your life. It's sin and death that want to claim you as its own. It's sin 
that wants to regain you as its slave, to end your freedom purchased by the blood of Christ, and to return you to your slavery. Peter knows this. He preaches about this very thing in our epistle lesson today. He even knows what sort of sins you will face. He says this, Abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. The passions of the flesh creep into your life. He's talking about avoiding sins that break God's sixth commandment. You are surrounded by evil that celebrates breaking the sixth commandment. You live in a world where, according to the news this week, one in four children have decided that defining their entire life by their sexual ethics is cool and popular and good. One in four kids. LGBTQ now. You live in a world that streams millions of hours of high-definition pornographic material right to your own screens, which you carry around in your hands and hang on a wall in every room of your house. That way, of course, you can watch in the privacy of your home. Not that it needs to be private. In this foreign land in which you sojourn, you know more about celebrities' passions of the flesh than is good or beneficial. The society in which we live is perverse. You are at danger of it seeping into your life. So St. Peter warns you to abstain from this perverseness, to be the Christian you've been baptized to be. Peter goes on and says, Keep your conduct amongst the Gentiles honorable. In other words, let your mode of life and conversation be honorable, not just amongst your brothers and sisters in Christ, your fellow sojourners, but also amongst those who you sojourn amongst. The world around you doesn't necessarily believe in honor. In fact, oftentimes our world despises what is honorable. The world is about dishonor and cancel culture. The world in which you live likes dirty laundry to dig it up, to broadcast it, to publish it in magazines right next to where you pay for your groceries. The world loves dishonor in TV shows like Jerry Springer, who just passed away this week. Why was he such a popular show? Because he spread dishonor 
and the culture ate it up. The world promotes dishonor, cheating to get ahead, theft to gain for yourself, lying to protect yourself and hurt your competitor, loopholes to avoid paying your fair share. The world doesn't like honor. And dishonor threatens to seep into your life. So Peter warns you to be Christian, to be honorable. St. Peter goes on and says, Be subject to worldly institutions and governments insofar as they do not go against God's word. Oddly enough, that too seeks to be overthrown in our world of sin. And not just in the minor ways, like driving over the speed limit, something we're all tempted to do because everyone does it, but in larger ways. Governments and world institutions thrive on chaos, dividing one side against the other, thinking that if they can get the majority, they can get their way. Our world promotes chaos, mobs, so long as they're on your side of the political spectrum. Mobs can be used in the streets. Mobs can be used in government buildings. Our world celebrates the breaking of windows, the unlawful entering, burning, and destruction of those properties and more. And it shows, doesn't it? Graffiti tags, feces in the streets, used prophylactics and litter and refuse laying in our streets, sometimes even in our church parking lots. And you're at risk from being influenced by this chaos and lack of order. So Peter warns you to be Christian. To live as a Christian. Peter goes on and says, Love the brotherhood, fear God. In other words, come to church. Two weeks ago in the news, did you see? In Lincoln, 23% of people come to church every Sunday morning. 23%. And sometimes the world makes it difficult to love the brotherhood and to fear God. Take next weekend, for example. A marathon blocking traffic on Sunday morning. Keeping people from loving the brotherhood and fearing God. Nobody does anything on Sunday morning anyways. It's the perfect time to close the streets in town for the Lincoln Marathon. 
the annual fun run to stop church attendance. There's other things as well. Seek to corrupt you, to seep into your life, to infect you with sin and death. Peter warns you to be Christian. The temptation in all of these things is constantly there. The temptation to give in. The boundary is pushed even within our own hearts, millimeter by millimeter, year after year after year. When you live in a foreign land, it is so easy to take up foreign ways. But not for you. You are subject to this world because you live here, yes. But you are not of this world. You are of Christ. You are Christian. You live in this foreign and hostile land. It is not your friend, and it seeks to corrupt and destroy your soul. It wants to seep into your life. It wants you to capitulate to its sinful ways so that you will leave your old Christian way behind. Peter begs you to understand, to know that you are but a stranger here. And heaven and its glorious resurrection is your home. Peter warns you to abstain from the world and its influences. To live as people who are free. Free in Christ. Free in His forgiveness and mercy. To live as people who are free. And not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. To live as servants of God. Because that's who you are. Servants of God. Citizens of the resurrection. Citizens of Christ's kingdom. Jesus was crowned your king on Good Friday with the crown of thorns on his brow and his cross as his throne. Christ is your king, and he is victorious over this world, over its sin. He has defeated it forever. As St. Peter says later in his epistle, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. Made alive in the Spirit? How does that happen for you? Not by the things of the world, but by the gifts of God. 
Baptism now saves you, St. Peter says. You were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited by your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver of gold, but instead with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Baptism claims you out of this world. Peter proclaims it to you. And the Word of God comes to you to feed your faith. Comes to you in the food from heaven, in the sermon preached into your ear. It comes to keep you Christian. To counteract the voice of this world. Dear Christian, this world is not permanent. It has been defeated by Christ, the victorious Son of God. This world awaits its final judgment. As Peter says, the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and all the works that are done on it will be exposed. On that day... The sinful passions of the world will be shown to be worthless. On that day, the sins which tempt us will be shown for what they really are, evil. Their celebration will come to an end, and Christ's victory will reign. All that wickedness condemned with finality, all sin permanently purged away by God's purifying fire. And that is good news for you, dear Christian. It's good news for you, who right now are sojourners and exiles, because on that day, your journey will be over. And you will be home. Home with Jesus. Home in the forgiveness of sins. Home to feast with your eternal family on the food of heaven. Home to rest from your journey home once and for all. For now, dear Christian, be a Christian. Take care not to be led astray by the sins of the world. Take care that you are not carried away, as Peter says, with the error of lawless people to lose your own stability. Instead, Peter says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.
That concludes today's sermon from Pastor Adam Moline. For more information about the Lutheran faith, check out our church website, goodshepherdlincoln.org. The title of this podcast, With Intrepid Heart, comes from the conclusion to the Book of Concord, where it is written, This is our faith, doctrine, and confession, in which we also are willing, by God's grace, to appear with intrepid hearts before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of it. God's blessings on your day.